Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports. Today being Wednesday. October 27th, 2021, that means only one thing. It is Mailbag Wednesday. If you become a frequent listener to the ISO, I appreciate it. SB Live Sports appreciates it. We look forward to hearing from you in any way with uh, comments, likes, concerns even, um, or send your questions our way, and we will answer, hopefully answer one of your questions in a mailbag episode where each Wednesday... I take three questions from listeners and give my answers. It might be in regards to my playing career, uh, maybe my short-lived coaching career, or my thoughts on the game of basketball or sports in general, or, or maybe even my broadcasting career. So we'll get started right away today. Again, October 27th, Mailbag Wednesday episode. First question comes in from Todd from Eugene, Oregon, the land of the Oregon Ducks. So his question is, what are your go-to sites for game prep when it comes to your college basketball season? Well, there's a, there's a couple different ways that I like to go about prepping Uh, The first one really kind of starts early fall. Um, I get just as excited as a lot of other fans do when you start to see the Lindys and the Athlons, the Street and Smiths, um, College Basketball Preview Magazine. So I I usually pick up those and and begin to read those um, pretty frequently. Uh, I'll I'll read the teams that I think that I'm going to cover throughout the early part of the season. I'm going to read... Uh, in depth on some of the the bigger leagues like the Pac-12, the Big 12, ACC, SEC, just to have a uh, a, a solid uh, idea of some of the better players and, and the programs that are going to kind of be vying for titles in each of those leagues. Uh, but then I really wait to do a lot of my deep prep for what I think is the best coverage of college basketball and that's the blue ribbon college basketball yearbook it's been a lot around uh, ever since i can remember uh, i remember reading it actually as a high school kid it's about a four five hundred page book you can buy it um kind of in a spiral notebook you can buy it in a bound paperback uh you can also get it um as a digital download for your iPad or your phone nowadays. But I like to get the spiral notebook because it's, it's easy for me to travel with um, during my, the course of my broadcasting. But it's the best when it comes to just absolute in-depth coverage of each team across the country, uh, each league. Uh, it's got a number of good stories every single year, um, kind of the biggest storylines of college basketball. It has your player of the year candidates, uh, all the things you could typically 
anticipate and imagine. But the reason uh, I like it so much is it really goes in depth on absolutely each team. It'll give you a capsule of the roster and in-depth player breakdowns for the most part of each player. Um, most college head coaches um, have an interview with the writer for their team or their league where they break it down. So you're also getting firsthand quotes or coaches giving quotes um, in regards to their team, maybe how they had different guys improve over the summer or things they were looking uh, to really kind of dive into in the fall when practice gets started. So, you know, the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook is by far the my biggest uh, prep um, resource when it comes to the season. But once we get into the season, um, you know, I'm, I'm no different than most fans. Uh, I'm going to be on ESPN.com reading articles, looking up box scores, stats, uh, schedules, everything you can imagine. But, you know, the go-to sites for game prep would be ESPN.com um, for the scores and schedules uh, as far as articles I really like CBS Sports I think they do a tremendous job Gary Parrish who's been a guest on the ISO um, a number of times he to me is one of the best writers out there um, when I want longer version stories um, you know I think The Athletic is awesome uh, they got great writers and Seth Davis and, and Dana O'Neill or two to come that come to mind really quickly um, so those are just uh, a few of the ways that that I prep for the upcoming season. Um, so, Todd from Eugene, great question. Question number two comes from Pat in St. Louis. What is your view on analytics, and should high school and even youth teams use them in the way that? college and high school excuse me college and pro teams use that's a great question pat um i think there is value in analytics um at the college and at the pro level at the high school level um there is some value to a certain extent but um really i think the only analytic that i would truly look at in regards to high school level is two things the percentage of our our possessions that are ending up um, with with paint scores, free throws, and threes. Those are the things I think are, are very important to look at the high school level and then points per possession. So if you're very efficient, if you're scoring, if you're averaging 1.1 points per possession, um, you're going to be very effective, very efficient with the basketball. You're going to probably be great, getting great shots. Uh, you're not going to be turning it over. If you have maybe a .78 points per possession, um, that's probably going to give you some some concern about uh, is our team taking care of the basketball? Is our team having the right guys shoot more times than not? Are we getting good shots? So at the high school level, really, you know that's that's I think the most important one to look at is is points per possession. Uh, I think at the college and the professional level, when you have a lot more resources, when you have longer games, um, and so you're able to kind of really look at a number of different things, whether it's um, groups of players that have played together um, and your rotations. I think you can really look at different things. So I think with analytics in the high school, at the college and the pro level, I think you look at trends. Over the last five games, what group of players on the floor together have had 
maybe the greatest plus minus or maybe which ones have been the best on the glass, which ones uh, have put more foul pressure and got to the free throw line more, which groups have had that uh, points per possession um, in a really good spot and which ones have struggled to do that. And you can also look at your points per possession defensively. Uh, I think those, those are things that all NBA teams and college teams look at. Now, NBA teams, they can really dive in into it in depth. I mean, I remember when I was with the Portland Trailblazers in player development for a year, and Dean Cooper, uh, who was kind of my mentor as I was thinking I was going to go down the college path, you know, he, he really shared a lot with me um, as far as the analytics and, and you know, what to look for because there's sometimes there's just too many numbers you can't sift through them all sort through them all and figure out what makes sense uh you kind of have to figure out what are the most important things to you um and so he kind of really shared with me the points per possession the effective field goal percentage which i'll cover in a second uh playing with force which is getting to the rim as well as getting yourself to the free throw line um but they broke they would break things down into 10 zones on the floor so every single shot would be chart charted and trying to find which guys are best in which zones and, and maybe running um, offensive sets to get guys the ball in those pockets of the floor. Um, and so at the NBA, and a lot of college teams now can have the resources to be able to chart that and stat that out where you can't do it at the high school level. But at the NBA level, effective field goal percentage and even college uh, effective field goal percentage is very important. Um, for example, if you shoot 33%, from the three-point line, that's the exact same as shooting 50% from from the field, from two. And so uh, if, if your three-point percentage really begins to climb, um, your effective field goal percentage is, is really going to get up there as well. I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm re- remembering my, my numbers correctly, Gonzaga had like three players in the country that were top 15 in effective field goal percentage. And I think Drew Timmy um, may have led the country. He shot 65% from the field, um, which was is an astounding number. Corey Kispert shot over 50% as well as like 44% from the three-point line. So he was, he was really high up there on effective field goal percentage as well. And I think there's a, a few different ways that um, you, you have to keep the analytics in the right level of your evaluation as a coach and as a fan. I think you have to look at everything. The numbers can't be be everything. They can't be all. They can't be your be-all, end-all. You have to look at it um, in in multiple ways. And to me, that comes down to eyes, ears, and numbers. What are your eyes telling you? So what do you see based on your understanding of the game and your understanding of your team and your players um, and your IQ of the game and, and what you see? The next one is ears. What what are you hearing from other coaches? What are you hearing maybe from players? What are you hearing from the officials? Um, you have to take all of that into consideration. And then the numbers is that third piece. And I think there are times to look at the numbers stronger than the eyes and there are times to look at the ears more than either one maybe it has to do with you know the character or the chemistry of a team um where where the 
what you hear and how you have feel a team is coming together um, maybe allows that to be more of an important thing that you look at. Uh, but there's a, there's also you know as the question one that came in today, there's a lot of really good websites to look at. Uh, Ken Palm is probably the one that most people know. He does a great job of breaking it down into so many different things. Um, it's really fun to look at throughout the course of the season uh hoop math is one that's really good another one that i'll look at occasionally is cleaning the glass um there are there are so many other ones uh i follow a number of analytic type uh coaches um on social media and you'll find uh so much good stuff jordan sperber is one uh, Brian Oranger is another where, where they really do a nice job of breaking down the game with analytics as well as having video to back up some of the things that they're sharing. So great question, Pat. Third question comes from Rob in Spokane, my hometown. He asks, what is Shoot360? I saw a post on social media that Shoot360 is coming to town and you're involved with it. Well, Rob, thanks for asking. Um, I'm excited about Shoot 360. I'm uh, opening a Shoot 360 franchise here in Spokane. Um, Shoot 360 is the next level of basketball training for not just youth, which is the main focus, but for anybody who's interested in the game of basketball. It's basketball training with the ability to really use technology to enhance that training and give you every opportunity to improve your game, in particular your shooting and your ball handling skills um, if you were to come to our to our facility and check it out. So our facility in Spokane uh, will be opening in mid-November, and it will have what we call five shooting stations. Um, the, the shooting stations uh, will be equipped with the what a lot of people I'm sure are aware of is the gun, which is a rebounding machine. And we also have a NOAA system, which uh, if, if you're a coach listening to this, you might have an understanding or an idea or heard of what it is. NOAA tracks your shot and gives you feedback on your arc and your depth, which is do you shoot the ball short or long and then left, right, how straight do you shoot the ball. So each shot that is taken in our facility in a shooting station is tracked uh, with your arc, your depth, and your ability to shoot it left and right. So a perfect shot is 45 degrees, uh, the angle of which the ball is going into or approaching the rim. Uh, A good shot falls between 43 and 47 degrees of arc. A perfect is 45 uh, with all the millions of shots um, that the NOAA system has tracked and Shoot360 has tracked. And in particular, Shoot360, because they've had Steph Curry in, in a number of their locations, Steph Curry could take 500 shots and every single shot, 99% of his shots probably will fall within that perfect arc category of 43 to 47. And even more so, the majority of those are right at 45 degrees arc. Uh, the other thing the NOAA system does is track short and long. So it's the depth and then the left, right. And what our system does um, technology-wise is it will track absolutely every single shot that a shooter takes in one of our shooting stations. And so at the end of a sh- – so after each shot, you can look up on the television monitor above the hoop and you see that you're shot. I was 46 degrees. I was plus one from the middle of the basket and my shot was two inches left. 
So it tracks that. And then as your workout goes, it tracks every single shot that you take. So say you take 150 shots during a session. At the end of that session, you will know that I had 110 shots that fell within 43 to 47 degrees of arc. Uh, I had 62 shots that were long of ideal. I had 41 that were short of ideal, and I had the rest that were perfect. And then it does the same exact thing with with left, right of how your shot falls down. They've gotten Shoot360 has gotten the science down to where if you fall into what is called the splash meter. Um, 99% of shots that are taken, if they fall into the splash meter, which is uh, a, a, a range of arc, depth, and left-right, if it falls in that, 99% of shots that are taken will fall into that. So uh, it's really a great way to, to add technology into uh, a training session, um, and that's in, the sh- in regards to the shooting. Our ball handling skills stations, uh, we will have five of those as well, and they have four very large TVs for each station connected um, to a video workout. And so you can choose uh, a passing workout, you could choose a ball handling workout, and you're following uh, along to what you see in front of you on the TV. In front of those TVs are are bulletproof tempered glass where you can pass as hard as you want against it and you can kind of challenge yourself and compete against the video in front of you or the game that is in front of you. Uh, It's really unique. It's it's exciting to be able to open that up Uh, here in the next month or so. They've had uh, it's a company that started in the Portland area with a location in Beaverton, with a location in Spokane. Then they branched out to L.A. and Indianapolis. And over the last year or so, they've opened in Memphis, Atlanta, Fargo, North Dakota. They're about to open in Denver, Colorado, a couple more down in Southern California, um, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Houston. Uh, they're, they're opening everywhere, and they are actually uh, will be opening ours here in Spokane in November. Um, so we've got the five shooting stations, we've got the five skill stations, but we also have a full court. Um, it's regulation width, so 50 feet wide. It's a little bit short, so it's about 74 feet as opposed to a typical high school court, which is 84 feet. Um, but it's going to be perfect to be able to uh, rent out for uh, youth practices, to run clinics, to run workouts, uh, because that's something else that we will be offering. We will have uh, what we call court coaches that um, will help Uh, Each member come in, get started with their workout, answer any questions, uh, give them feedback, encourage them, um, but they'll also be able to be a a part of personal trainings as well as group trainings, which we'll be offering uh, when we open up. So, Rob, I appreciate you asking that. Um, And actually, I'm I'm going to be having uh, the CEO, the founder, um, the originator of Shoot360 on a podcast episode soon where he can really dive in depth and and share with our listeners how they came up with the technology and then how they implement the technology and just how much growth that they have had um, over the last, uh, not just nine, 10 years since they opened, but in particular the last 18 months, they've grown like crazy. So appreciate the ask. So Todd, Pat, and Rob, appreciate the questions. If you're a listener and you have questions, send them my way, dickow at scorebooklive.com. Hit me up on social media or any of our SB Live Sports Instagram, Twitter, Facebook handles. Send the questions. So appreciate you listening. Take care. Have a great day.
The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.